Howdy, folks. Welcome to Lords of Order, episode 111. The Lords of Order podcast is a DC's Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and there will be spoilers. I can be reached on Twitter at Teal Productions, T-E-A-L. Lords of Order has a page on Google Plus and Facebook. The email address is the Dr. Fate fan podcast at gmail.com and the website bigtimenoise.com slash Dr. Fate. Our story today comes from More Fun Comics, issue 98, the 1936 volume of More Fun Comics, cover dated July, August 1944, penciled and inked by John Chester Kozlak. That's the only definitives for the story that have been found so far. The story is entitled The Bashful King of Crime, and it can be found in the Golden Age Dr. Fate archives that DC put out in 2007. To open, our narrator tells us, You would expect that kings of crime would be more than eager to accept the gold and gems of tribute from their thieving thugs. No wonder, then, that when Dr. Fate discovers a rogue who refuses the fruits of larceny, the puzzle of it sends him on a perilous search for the power behind the throne of the bashful king of crime. And this half-page panel is showing several thugs holding out loot uh, gems and diamonds and necklaces and whatnot at a small little redhead dude sitting on a throne with a crown and a scepter. And he's pulling away from it as if to say he doesn't want it. Dr. Fate off to the side, standing watching uh, curiously. So as Dr. Kent Nelson soothes the sick at Weatherby Hospital, he is um, leaning over a patient and the nurse says, you've cured this case of fever. Yes, but what's that? Sounds like a case of crime. And Kent runs over to a window and looks out uh, across the street at a nearby jewelry store. He sees several ne'er-do-wells and says out loud, I'll hold up. And I think I recognize an old enemy. Looks like Dr. Fate will have to write a prescription with a punch. Hopefully this nurse doesn't know that he's Dr. Fate. Because if not, she does now because he spoke that aloud. Seconds later, Dr. Fate rushes down, and we see an interesting scene. The thugs are trying to hand their ill-gotten booty to a small redhead uh, dressed in a three-piece suit, no less. I I would say a child, but obviously he's not a child, I don't believe. Uh, And he's saying, thank you, gentlemen. It's all so nice of you, but I really can't accept and they're going back and forth. He's saying no. The thugs are saying, ha ha, what a, what a joker, what a swell actor, W-O-T-T-A, what a, what a swell actor. Now he's being, B-E-I-N, bashful. He's always fooled dem cops, D-E-M. Thug talk, thug talk. Uh, Dr. Fate punches the two guys and uh, well, uh, punches them again, apparently. Once didn't do it. And uh, we have another uh, sound bubble of the strike that is the red sphere with the lines coming off of it rather than a lettered sound. And then he goes and confronts um, Stumpy. Let's see, did he give his name somewhere? Well, Stumpy is the bad guy that that Dr. Fate thinks he is. Uh, Stumpy Small, the tiniest and cleverest of all crime kings. So he confronts who he thinks is Stumpy. And this person says, there's some mistake, but you look honest. Won't you take these, the booty that he had been handed? He's trying to hand back. And as he and Dr. Fate are having this discourse, one of the thugs recovers, grabs a sack 
and runs up and pulls the sack down over Dr. Fate's head, and the other thug hits him with a uh, a shillelagh of some sort here, it looks like. I don't know where he got it from. I don't know where it goes in the next panel, but it's gone. Um, and they leave Dr. Fate with the sack over his head uh, and most of his torso, actually, and it's tied at the bottom. So they grab the gentleman that they think is stumpy small and get away. Well, Dr. Fate's ring, after he wakes up, points him in the direction of where they went. So he gets there and finds still that this stumpy small character is not wanting the loot, is not saying that that he is this stumpy person. And in this discussion, the real stumpy found out what was going on, went to the hideout knowing that his um, henchman would bring Dr. Fate there, and he springs a trap on Dr. Fate, ties him up, puts a cloth over his mouth, a, a, a gag. And then he hatches this plan that what, what he's going to do is Stumpy and his henchmen are going to go rob the another bank. Uh, let's see which one. The first federal bank. And they're going to take this imposter, so to speak, Henry Halfpint with them. Leave him there dead or let the police catch him. However, they're they're going to let the police think that the real Stumpy is dead because of Henry Halfpint. And then they won't look for him anymore and he'll be able to do whatever he wants to in charge. Now, of course, we know that he won't be able to make an appearance, but he'll be able to do whatever he wants behind the scenes. So they take Dr. Fate and dump him into some kind of uh, tub or water holding device and turn the water on, and they're going to drown him. Well, Dr. Fate, after they leave, is thinking to to himself, if there were more water, more water, come on, enough to cover me. And then suddenly the smothering torrent turns to jagged ice, the narrator tells us. And Fate says, at last, it reached my breast pocket and the powder, that prescription I had filled at the hospital. Lucky I forgot to leave it. It makes artificial ice swiftly, and it's sharp. So the water froze, the ice was sharp, which he used to cut the ropes that they had bound him with, and he was able to get get away. So at the Federal Bank, the bad guys and Stumpy and Half Pint are all there. Fate swoops in, grabs Stumpy, leaving Half Pint in the car, waiting for the, the henchman to return. Takes Stumpy to the police station, comes back, tells half pint right yeah half pint that here's the plan and basically half pint is going to fill in for stumpy when the bad guys come out even has a cigar he is driving so he's the getaway man um fate is riding on the car as they drive off and half pint drives them to the police station where the police capture all the henchmen and stumpy and half pint and fate have a final panel conversation where Dr. Fate says, bashful, isn't he? And Half Pint says, oh, gosh, gee, this big cigar was the toughest part of it. And that is the end of this uh, story for Dr. Fate. And, actually, that turns out to be the last contemporaneous story uh, for Dr. Fate in the Golden Age. Now, the last All-Star Comics appearance was from issue 19, which I spoke about in episode 104. Now, in All-Star Comics issue 20, 
Dr. Fate appeared on the cover. He appeared in the splash montage. He appeared several times in group settings in the opening and closing bracket stories. He even was referenced in the opening bracket as going on a particular mission. However, his mission was never shown. A lot of people believe that because of restrictions on paper usage that were um, put into place, parts of the story were cut out, and Dr. Fates was one of the parts of the story. Issue 21. He appears on the cover and in a couple group shots, and that's it. No mention of him or anything. In issues 22 and 23, no mention He's not in the roll call anywhere. It, he's just completely gone. So All-Star Comics issue 19 was his last All-Star Comics appearance. And then here in More Fun Comics issue 98 was his last true Golden Age appearance. His next uh, real-time chronological appearance will be in 1963. So that's almost 20 years later that he he pops up again. Now, between those two, there are many non-contemporaneously written golden and early Silver Age stories for Dr. Fate. I will probably be speaking on many of them, but I will need time to sift through, see if I have, see if I can acquire, see if they're worth it, because the listing that I used showed that he appeared in All-Star Comics 2021, but there was absolutely nothing substantial to either appearance. So um, I'll sift through these. Now, the next real-time appearance is in the Justice League of America issue 21, I think, 22, 20, somewhere in through there, uh, low around uh, the fall of, of 1963. But... We have several to go through potentially before that, and I will do my best to go through those, uh, see if I even have them or, or can find them, first of all. So I don't know what the immediate future of the show will be now that we have reached the end of his Golden Age appearances, but there will continue to be a show uh, as much as I can make one, you know, using these non-contemporaneous stories. With all of that having been said, I suppose I will see you guys next time. I just am not sure when that next time will be. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.